Sometimes when you, you feel those moments, you feel so happy and uh, it's uh, the perfect action. You had some people, uh, few who are going in the yards to write on the outside of the trains. It's in your DNA. You, When you like to write, you know, whatever it's on a paper, on a wall, or when you take a lift, uh, you have to, to use your, your hands and uh, write letters. Hello again. Welcome to episode 37 of Toy Division. This episode is with a writer from France. Please subscribe, give us a five-star review, share with your mates. There is some Toy Division t-shirts coming out soon and people are asking about them. I've just got shit loads of stuff to be doing at the moment. Anyway, the other thing is that after episode 40, it won't be three episodes a week. It's just not maintainable and I think I was massively optimistic about how I could do it. But there will still be frequent Toy Division episodes coming out. So after episode 40, there's going to be a couple of week break because I've got live stuff to do. And um, then we're back with the fucking vengeance. Anyway, enough of my bullshit gibberish bollocks. Please enjoy. So this is another Toy Division episode with a guest who has kindly agreed to talk about graffiti with me. Um, so how are you doing this evening? I'm doing uh, very well. Excellent. And you are currently, without giving too much information, you're currently in France. Yes, I am uh, currently in France. Uh, I've got a background in graffiti, uh, 25 years of uh, 25 or... Mm almost 30 years of graffiti in France and uh, I'm not uh, you, you can tell old school but uh, the definition is just uh, next generation the first generation of uh, old school graffiti writers in Paris were, were starting in uh, 85 I think and it's from 85 to 90 uh, I'm just from the other half uh, I can say my first piece that I've done was in 92 i think i don't uh, I, I don't integrate as uh, the single uh, graffiti part as uh, only writing tags and uh, uh, little strokes i start i started in 92 only like uh, on a warehouse and uh, on lines trend lines okay so you did your first did you do your first ever piece in 1992? Yes. Exactly. Okay. But before that, you'd been doing some tags and some throw ups, but you don't really, did you say you don't really count that as being a graffiti writer? No, 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 not really. Uh, uh, I mean, um, okay, you, you might, I, I might integrate it, but. F- First of all, I, I don't think that uh, um, graffiti and making a piece uh, uh, in a warehouse or on, on training is, is something really different. Uh, you, you need that background of doing like underground uh, graffiti, uh, writing with pencils, postcards, and uh, 50, 50, 50, uh, 15 millimeters uh, uh, markers. Um, to to really understand the structure of letters but um for me my uh, career of a graffiti painter and writer 
only start uh, in 92 while you try to do uh, letters not as tax but as a really uh, de uh, defined uh, structure yes it's very much more advanced to be getting the idea into your mind okay i'm going to paint a piece you know planning the piece thinking about the piece spending the time my first ever piece was oof, i um I, I don't think I've interviewed anyone on this podcast who <laughs> said their first ever piece was a wild style burner. They said it looked disgusting. Did your piece look amazing or was it um, not too good? Oh, not too good. It it was it looked like more like a, like a copy of a famous graffiti writers. Uh, at that time, than a, a rather uh, uh, studied or uh, a sketched uh, a sketch piece, um, and um, even if I say that I started in '92, uh, um, my name was not really defined at that time, and uh, it was more like uh, I was changing every every weeks or every two weeks uh, of uh, of name, so it was not uh, uh, representative. Of uh, of the work I, I, I will do years after years using the same letters, but it was really much much more at that time like uh, exploration. I mean, uh, discovering the tools um, because uh, when I started, you know, you you, you there were very few uh, places where you can uh, uh, buy uh, spray cans. I mean, uh, spray cans are like uh, uh, Sparvar or uh, uh, really uh, defined sprays uh, for graffiti. Uh, and when I started, uh, it was more like um, um, spray cans for, uh, to paint uh, cars, in fact. Good old car paint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That kind of uh, car paint that uh, uh, when you decide to do an outline, you you, you discover that it's almost like uh, half of it is uh, transparent. <laughs> so such a thing. When, uh, very drippy, lots of drips. And you think, how do they do this? I've seen these amazing pieces. How do they do this? And then you realize that the experienced graffiti writers know especially in not now but many years ago they knew this brand of paint they might go and get some bunt lac or they might use you know sparvar or they might use rust-oleum or they might use krylon because they knew that certain types of that paint would be really good for an outline nice and thick you know something like bunt lac it was very famous in the uk for being yeah, it was also like uh, uh, at the time, you know, you had also Altona, Buntlag, uh, Krylon. Um, but those kind of paint, you know, I can remember one time I was uh, painting uh, uh, the side of the tr of, of tracks and uh, trains were also coming back and forward in the suburbs. I made a, a, a quite huge uh, silver piece. And when I started the outline with uh, uh, a bright red, I thought the red would cover very good, 
but when I started, you know, the, the, the walls uh, were kind of virgin and the first line just uh, uh, got sucked by the wall so that, uh, you know, you, you have one only one spray paint to, to do your outline and it's not possible to do anything with it. So you, you finish only with uh, a silver piece and uh, shadows of red over it. It's, it's it's a, a, a kind of nightmare that can happen when you're full of adrenaline, adrenaline and uh, and stress, and uh, and you discover that you cannot finish your piece. It's really shit. <laughs> but it's uh, things that you can you can tell to uh, to people like you uh, thirty years after because <laughs> it finishes like a, like a good joke. <laughs> and let me let let me tell you you are definitely not the only person who had that experience i had so many i learned not only about spray paint but also the surfaces that you paint on you know that that very new type of wall when you spray over a certain color i quickly learned do not use chrome and then a, say a black or a dark red or something, because like you said, it just goes and then it's gone. And all you have is a very big chrome or silver blob. And people think, oh, maybe they got chased. And you say, yeah, yeah, I got chased. It wasn't a mistake. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So in the area you lived, so it's you said that it was Paris. So in the area you lived, who was the most up writer when you first started um, uh, on my line yeah, I, w- I was living in the suburbs uh, I have to say it's uh, edgy uh, there were lots of uh, very good and talented writers uh, it was a uh, uh, dumb uh, CAD, uh, I can remember, Expert, uh, Skid. Um, uh, Schizo, say, so Ideo. Said, I'm just writing these down. So so you said DUM? Was that D-U-M-B or D-U-M? How was no, no, D, D-O-M. Oh, okay, yeah. D-O-M, like Dominic. Oh, okay, DOM, um, okay, yeah. And then CAD and then Skid. Schizo. Uh, S-K-I-Z-O. Ideo is uh, I-D-E-O. It was a a CIA group. Uh, It was a very good and talented uh, writers. They were doing like uh, many, many silver bees all around the suburb lines. And it was, they were really talented and innovative. At that time, when you had a, a O in your uh, name, uh, they were replacing uh, it with a, a character. It could be a, an apple or a, a little worm, uh, anything that could be uh, very pleasant and uh, funny. You know? So it was a, a really, uh, it was a time when um, uh, the line were uh, uh, almost virgin. And um, the story I, w- uh, I was telling you about, like uh, my my pain getting sucked, is because uh, walls were virgin, so there, there were no prepayment on it. And uh, 
uh, it was uh, only exploration you know you when you decided to to paint you you were not thinking like oh i will go exactly there because there's uh, one space you had also line for you it was uh, really a, a playground you you could uh, choose your place and maybe like uh, make a uh, two or three pieces at night it was really like uh, um, so good old days no i exciting i, I will not say like a uh, 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 old uh, old guy like uh, oh the good old days <laughs> no I, I i think that um, when you say the good old days it's because at that time you were uh, young uh, younger than you are now and um, at that time you 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 had uh, you, you had all the time uh, after you and the future I don't. I don't say that I have uh, not a future now, but at that time, you know, you you, you could explore and uh, you, you had all those walls and uh, the new techniques. Uh, it was really the beginning of graffiti, and uh, it was uh, really uh, enthusiast uh, times. It's getting me excited. I remember there being spots like that. We had a bridge that was near where I lived. And, you know, I didn't live near a city. Well, I kind of lived near London, but we were a long way out of London and well, not a long way, an hour by train, which may not seem that far. But for people from London, if you're an hour outside London, you are not from London. And there was spots where they were so fresh and seeing writers put pieces up that were brand new and fresh. I mean, I'm like, wow, all this stuff, how exciting. And like you said, doing these spots and exploring and climbing fences and being on train tracks and all those things. The question I would ask, so you were on the commuter line, what did the trains look like? What kind of trains were they? Because I've seen different types of commuter trains in France but I just want to kind of visualize in my mind, what, what color were the trains and were they double-decker trains? Uh, it was single deck. Uh, I was uh, based on uh, the B line. Uh, it's a suburb line. Um, and it, uh, the, the trains uh, were at that time uh, blue, white and red. <laughs> lovely. Yes, lovely. Like, like, like uh, the French flag. Oh, perfect, perfect. Um, was there much graffiti on the trains? Um, at that time, uh, not that much. Um, people who were writing on trains were uh, doing mostly like uh, tags. Um, Insides. Uh, Insides uh, mm -hmm. and outsides also. Um, you had some people, uh, few were going in the yards to write on the outside of the trains, or you could do uh, by day, you know, you open a window and uh, put your, your head uh, outside and uh, uh, with your arm, you, you just write on, on the train from the outside on the window. So you had uh, special places where you know that uh, you can get uh, on the white, uh, white sides of the trains. And, uh, very dangerous. <laughs> yeah, very dangerous. We had we had a few uh, few terrible things that happened in France. Uh, we 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 lost a few writers. Uh, uh, we lost uh, sadly their, their head uh, oh. bumping on uh, the beginning of uh, 
of uh, the tunnel or are sadly on a, on a signs. Oh dear. Yeah, I. Yeah. Yeah, I've. Yeah. Rest in peace, all those young. Oh no, not just young writers, but rest in peace, those writers, because especially when you're young, you're in the moment, and you like you were saying that adrenaline and that cortisol and that yeah, let's do this. I'm going to be writing, and you maybe don't think through the consequences of the very dangerous situations you might put yourself into. So if anyone's listening to this and they're quite young and they want to take those risks, be careful. Live yes, train tracks are no yep. joke. And I would not want anyone to listen to this podcast and ever think, oh, that graffiti stuff, that sounds cool. And just think that it's not dangerous. Be very, very careful. Don't go on tracks when you're drunk high just be careful because trains versus human trains will always win so be careful out there uh, I, I can remember on my line you know you had few stickers on the on the trains uh, saying to, to to the destination of kids saying uh, be careful um, everywhere is fast and silent and uh, I have to say that uh, when I started, you know, I was really much in interested in graffiti and uh, while I was doing it, I had a really, uh, I, I was really in love with the, the letters of the, my elders, you know. So uh, I was, um, I was uh, writing, but I was also, also walking on the sides of, of the tracks uh, with an, an old uh, uh, camera, taking pictures of the piece. And I can remember one time, you know, um, there was a uh, PCP group, PCP crew, that uh, did a, a piece. Uh, uh, it, they were writing PCPs. It was really funny because you had a, a character instead of a letter, and it was a, uh, a cop's car with a pig in it. You know, so it was really funny. But when I when I decided to take the picture, you know, my my camera didn't. That did not add uh, at that time a wide angle, so I had to 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 to, push, enfin, to, to go back and uh, to to be able to take all the pieces. And I went on the tracks, and I just heard the boop of the train to to say like, "Hey, you you're walking on the tracks, and I'm going to, going to smash you." I had only a few few seconds, milliseconds, to to stand f uh, in front and forward to not to be smashed by the, the train. So. Like you said, like always be careful because uh, you, you never know where comes the danger, mm -hmm. even if you're taking a picture. I, I might have mentioned this on another podcast episode, but many years ago in the UK, where I grew up and where I started doing graffiti, actually in England, and we were painting a very quiet spot to, we thought it was very late, I think about 1 a.m., and we're painting a box, just painting, very quiet, almost silent. You know, those nights where it's, you can just maybe hear a, an owl and it's just very quiet and you just hear the wind. And I just finished painting. I put my head to the left to look around the box and seemingly out of nowhere, a train going full speed. <laughs> and it missed my head 
well, it fe probably felt a lot closer, but if I'd stepped outside of that box and not looked, I would have been hit by that train. And it's one of those moments where I froze and I thought, <sighs> I can't believe that just happened. And that's the thing is, you know, doing graffiti anywhere near trains or climbing things. I just want to make sure people know, be very careful. But to talk about you getting photos, so do you still have those photos? Do you still have those in some kind of photo collection of those pieces from the very early days when you first started? Yes, of course, of course. Uh, of course. Uh, <laughs> um, yes, of course. Uh, for me, it was a part of the trick, you know, yeah. I won't say that I was painting to get the pictures, but the pictures were really the part of it. Um, we had a, at the beginning of a, the hip hop history, we had a famous French group who was called the Supreme NTM. They were also graffiti writers, but uh, in their famous uh, story, uh, they said like, uh, you live so much uh, for graffiti that uh, when you go, um, that when you, you go to sleep at night, when you close your eyes, you could die the next day. You, you had the feeling, uh, you, you have the feeling that you live uh, that moment so high uh, that you could die the next day. You you don't care, you know, you don't give a fuck. Sometimes when you, you feel those moments, you feel so happy and uh, um, that uh, it's uh, the perfect action. But to... to Sorry, I'm, I'm just going back on what you said. When when the train goes uh, very fast next to you, uh, it, uh, it arrives uh, very quickly. But also, I can remember that when it, when it comes to you, you feel also the, the, the air. You have oh. first the impact of the air that moved by the train. And after, you feel like uh, a little bit like sucked also mm. and that's also very dangerous because you can you could be like uh, sucked out and go to the rails and the story that i um, told you about like the, the red paint that goes uh, sucked on the wall i can remember we had also that trick uh, uh error came very fast it was a direct it means that uh, it doesn't stop at every station and that train uh, goes very fast and it's almost 80 km, 80 kilometers. But when he went like uh, 50 centimeters from us, we, we had to uh, to get close to, uh, to a bigger bar to, to, to hold it so that you don't get sucked by the, by the air. That's, that was also the, the feeling that I remember of it. Wow. I don't know if uh, you remember that feeling. Uh, yeah, and it's not something that first experience you have you don't think that's going to happen and then you you're standing there and a train comes through very fast and you haven't heard it and you've just moved out the way and then you're you know you grab onto something you can feel the it feels like you're being pulled into exactly in yeah. the uk another thing is I, i'm not quite sure how the trains on I'm not quite sure about the power, but in the UK, you have third rails on a lot of the train lines. So you also have the risk of, I have heard a story, I'm not sure how accurate this is, but when it was raining, the electricity, so you have the third rail on the ground, which has electricity going through it all the time, all the way through the night. And it was raining very heavily and the electricity jumped from the third rail 
electrocuted someone and dragged them onto the rail and they were then stuck on the rail being electrocuted because it was very wet and raining that night. Now, I heard that story and from then on, I've never gone out on a night where it's raining heavily in the UK to paint on train tracks because the thought of that, especially if you're on your own, again, be very careful. You know, it may seem, oh, this is chilled, it's quiet, but just be careful. Anyone that's listening to this, and I know a lot of experienced writers that might listen to this and think, ah, oh, well, you know, that's just part of the game. But I think if young people listen to this, you know, knowing that you need to be very careful is really important. So um, was there a person or, or a crew, you have mentioned some crews, but was there a person or a crew who was influential in the local graffiti style developing? For me, I had uh, two, 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 two people that um, really influenced me, uh, like maybe lots of writers, two or three. Um, I would say uh, first uh, Dondi, uh, the American guy who, who died. Mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, the first book that I read was uh, Subway Art. Uh, I got it for uh, for Christmas, and uh, really, you know, I had uh, when I discovered those, those page, those pages, you know, those walkers, children of the grave, and uh, the others, you know, they, they really influenced me. And for me, it was uh, the essence of uh, graffiti. Um, I have never been uh, so much in characters. But uh, I don't know if if we can uh, consider that he's kind of a French graffiti painter, but because he has a background of uh, English culture, but uh, Motu also influenced uh, me a lot uh, because uh, his letterings were just amazing. Mm. Uh, he's, he's well known for his characters and the front cover of uh, uh, Heart, but. Uh, um, his letters were crazy and still are crazy. Um, also, uh, for a big influence, um, um, Bando. Bando is a uh, Bando CTK is uh, also some some someone who inspired me a lot. Bando amazing, and also Mode Two also amazing. You know, if, if people are listening to these and like, oh, I don't know who that is, go on the internet and look up these writers' names. Someone like Motu, Bando. If someone doesn't know who Dondi is, then stop right now, press pause <laughs> and search Dondi <laughs> exactly. Graffiti because Dondi was doing style that was so ahead of its time. And still now you can look at a Dondi piece from late 70s, 80s, and they are just so fresh and many words and just just amazing. Now, you said you got Subway Art for Christmas. That is a great Christmas present for at any age. If I got Subway Art this Christmas, I'd be really happy, even though I have a copy. Now, do you have, this is, I haven't asked you this question previously, but it sounds like you've seen Subway Art a fair few times. Do you have a favorite whole car from Subway Art. Uh, Too hard a question. You're like, all of them. <laughs> oh, 
the famous uh, the famous one with uh, of Dundee with uh, the two body characters, oh, uh, one holding uh, uh, an apple and the other one uh, a book. Uh, I I can't say it's I don't know if it's Children of the Grave, but uh, this one is 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 wonderful. It's uh, the composition, the the, the colors, and uh, the impact of uh, of it. Uh, with uh, I don't remember it's, if it's uh, Henri Chalfont or Martha Cooper picture, but uh, that that picture on the on the bridge uh, in New York is uh, fantastic. It's uh, perfect. It's uh, it's a goal that uh, everyone should uh, <laughs> should target. Yeah, yeah, that that color whole car with characters running across a bridge in perfect view and i think what made that book so amazing and you know we've talked about this on virtually every episode of toy division but what made it such an amazing book i think was that the photography had those two different styles it had martha cooper's quite scenic style so the graffiti pieces were included in a background so you can actually see the background and the city and you can really get a taste of what New York looked like at that time but also then Henry Chalfant's style was more just the pieces you know he was very interested in just getting the pieces and then stitching those together so that's what I really like you have that mix of the scenic landscape long shots and also the very close-up specific um Henry Chalfant stuff. So great book. And I'm sure that you got that for Christmas and you couldn't stop looking at it because I had a copy. I borrowed a copy and I looked at it over and over and over again. And I just couldn't, I don't think I could really understand. I just think it blew my mind for months and I kept looking at it and just realizing that I'd seen little bits of graffiti, but this book, summed up that there was something way more complex and deep and historical about graffiti writing exactly i was uh, I, I could say like uh, also like um, one, one who really impressed me was a uh, scheme scheme oh, yeah. as a uh, as a uh, and he's, he's still doing letters and uh, he, he's so incredible with letters uh, it's 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 like the Bible, you know. You can read it uh, and and watch it. At that time, you know, I, I tried many times to to reproduce uh, the letters, but sometimes, you know, uh, only the simple aspect, you know, you you try to 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 figure what what was the face. But uh, even if you have the book in front of your eyes, you cannot reproduce it because uh, you could feel that uh, those guys are at ten years. 10 years of background so they were painting 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 uh to to get that uh, level of uh of right graffiti writing and have you seen furious the writer furious i believe i think he's from holland doing yes yeah yeah he, 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 um... I've, I've, I'm following him on uh, Instagram, and uh, I think we I, all are. <laughs> Everyone is. <laughs> we, we all are because yeah. uh, when, when even if, if you do legal stuff, you know, you you can't you can't ignore uh, what uh, uh, trained writers are doing because it's really something that uh, 
uh, you, you get all your life. If, if you if if you if you have done uh, in your youth some uh, some vandal or some uh, illegal stuff, you, even if you quit it a little bit, it's still a part of you. Uh, I personally, I always have like uh, stickers on me or markers, and uh, every every time I can, I, I can I write my name, even if I don't consult, consider myself as a. Uh, illegal graffiti writer but it's something really it's your it's in your dna you when you like to write you know whatever it's on a paper on a wall or when you take a lift uh, you have to to use your your hands and uh, write letters your name um, it's a uh, it's a game but you you were asking me about uh, uh, furious um, we were talking about uh, subway art and i think that uh, uh, he, he got in the game to reproduce uh, with his letters uh, all the famous uh, pieces from uh, Subway Heart. Uh, very good. I think he's going to to to, to publish them. Uh... I hope so. I want that book. You know, when I when I was thinking about, I remember seeing it pop up on the Instagram, and not only did he reproduce the letters but also the characters. And I just think, you know, for a, uh, I was gonna say a real graffiti writer, no, not a real graffiti writer, for a graffiti writer who understands the legacy and the culture involved, not only with graffiti, but also the, the, the legacy of a book like Subway Art, to then reproduce that, on trains in the modern day so well i was just i was i was just so excited and if that comes out as a book when hopefully when not if then i'm already i'm already ready to buy it so <laughs> shout out to furious and all of his efforts because he inspires people i think most days which is really good in in the era of when street art has started to erode the graffiti scene so where you grew up uh, or where you first started was there a spot or a place to paint that was an important important part of your local scene uh yes i had to take the train to go there and paint and uh graffiti writers were painting uh over and over over pieces and uh, every week's almost but uh, at that time, you know, it was really like uh, the challenge to, to, to find new letters, to, 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 to write your name. But uh, when I started, uh, uh, I was uh, much more lonely because uh, the actual graffiti writers uh, were looking at you like uh, hey, you're a toy or something. <laughs> and they were not friendly at, at all. They were looking at you like... Uh, uh, we are the king, yeah, and uh, you have no place for yourself. So you had to, to 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 make your place yourself. So that spot that you were going to was that a was that a, a wall in the middle of nowhere? Was it a warehouse? Was it you know what did this? What uh, was it, the spot? It, 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 it was a mid-industrial uh, uh, place. You had a kind of warehouse, but you had also like uh, small houses there. It was an electrical uh, block, and you could paint there. You know, you had uh, four sides uh, and two sides of uh, 
30, 30 meters. So you could do quite nice pieces. So, but at that time, you know, I, I was not stealing my Esprecans or anything. Um, I had other ways to, to get some paint and uh, I was not not so much in painting uh, on, on walls uh, that way. I was thinking much more like, uh, why should I use uh, six precans when I can uh, uh, I can uh, do like uh, two two or three silver at night with uh, two silver sprays and uh, one outline. Clever. So I was I, I was thinking like, uh, how should I use them uh, more efficiently? Why would you paint a legal wall and you keep only a picture while uh, when you paint on site uh, on, on train lines, uh, your pieces are supposed to, to to stay long. In fact, they are not staying long; they are staying ten years maybe. And after you get uh, you get uh, not beaten, but uh, somebody goes over you. Uh, when, when you are not into it or anything, but uh, still your piece uh, stays 10 years. Wow. So it, it deserves more. So track sides were lasting, you know, because yes. some cities or some places, the, the buff can be quick. You know, there's, you know, I live in Sydney in Australia and some spots, it seems very random, but some spots could last a week or a few days other spots somehow will last six months and then buffed and then quick but you were saying pieces were lasting 10 years yeah surprising huh? <laughs> wow i'd love to see photos of those pieces from then i'm th i'm really thinking all the people that i've spoken to for toy division must have such amazing photo collections and trying to put some of that into some kind of magazine. I don't think a book is really possible. Books are a lot of work, but you know, all these people that I've spoken to, including you, must have some amazing photos that are sitting in personal photo collections and to share that with the world would be powerful. But anyway, that's another subject. So, um, so you said that you had other ways of getting paint and you weren't stealing your paint, but can you remember what was the first store in the area not just where you live but you know close enough to you where you could actually buy good quality paint uh, well it was not nearby uh, not at all uh, I, I told you that uh, when I started, it was really a kind of a mission to go there because I was living in the south suburbs and you had uh, almost like only uh, two, two, two places in Paris, uh, in the north suburbs. I can remember it was uh, MG Sparry uh, and uh, you had to go like uh, the opposite uh, suburb uh, uh, to get them. Uh, it was really like, it was, taking like one hour, one hour and a half to go there. Uh, you can buy uh, six six sprays for a uh, hundred uh, francs. <laughs> it's a, it was a French currency at that time. Uh, it meant like uh, uh, six sprays for uh, 
15 euros um, and it was Pavar and MG spray M, so MG, M for Mike, G for golf, MG spray and spa bars. Okay. And was that the name of the store, MG spray as well, or was the name of the store different? Ah, maybe it's a mis misunderstanding. Uh, I think the name of the shop was uh, MG spray, mm -hmm. but the brand it was spray oh. color. Ah, spray, spray, color. spray color. Okay. Spray color. But uh, at that time, we had another trick, uh, uh, a kind of supermarket uh, in France whose name was uh, Monoprix. Um, um, they, they were selling spray cans, you know, with uh, uh, their own brand. It was uh, called Cipratic uh, with, with um, um, a sticker over it. It was uh, uh, only like a paper. It was blank and written in big letters, like a, not, not no logo. It was only written. And somebody told me like, hey, you never get them or stole them there. It was like, oh, stupid paint. And they said, no, it's Krylon. I said, what? What? So you could go there, steal, steal them. And then you, you just uh, remove the cover and uh, Behind the, the, the paper cover, you could you could have like a crayon, and what? I remember it was it was a black and white crayon, and at that time you know uh, uh, it was fantastic to have crayon. It was like the American dream, because uh, those spray cans you know uh, even if it was a little bit like a transparent, uh, those spray cans had a use. Uh, huge spray pressure so when you put a, a, a fat cap on it you could make like big 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 tags so wow. i really enjoy myself with, uh, with that so they had so just to clarify just so i make sure i've got this right because that's blown my mind that there was this french supermarket they had their own brand of spray paint you just thought oh it's just rubbish crappy in fact, they were buying Krylon and putting uh, 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 paper over oh. over the Krylon sign. Uh, so so you, you could never imagine that you can you can you can have Krylon uh, on on the corner. So then you get some of it, you pull it off, and it's just you're like, this is Krylon, this is yes. Krylon underneath. And was that the classic logo with the? The overlapping colors of paint. Do you see what I, yes, you know what I mean? We, yeah. we, we, with uh, the, the five dots. The one what a the find. Five dots. Whoever yeah. first found that, I bet they just racked some or got hold of some. Somehow the label came off and they're like, this is Krylon. This isn't rubbish, cheap brand from a supermarket. This is Krylon. Wow. Okay. So if anyone doesn't know what Krylon is, again, like I always say in these episodes, check it out because Krylon and Rust-Oleum were seminal um, and also things like Red Devil and uh, I can't remember the other brands, but were very important in the earlier years of New York and US graffiti. And then those brands became very popular around the world. So Wow. And the other thing that I do think is supermarkets very rarely sell, well, if ever, they don't sell spray paint anymore because it just all gets stolen. 
So <laughs> years, years, years have changed the supermarkets. Okay, so do you remember, and this is a question I was just gonna ask, do you remember when the, I, I, I've started calling it, I heard, some, I heard someone call it designer paint. So the brands like Spanish Montana, um, Molotow, can you remember when that started to become, you know, available in France? Oh, uh, not exactly. I don't uh, remember exactly. Uh, I think uh, 2000 something. And did you... Be because I, I, I have to tell you that uh, um, I, I did stop graffiti for... Or not, not really stopped, but um, uh, I did graffiti for... I think five years and then I stopped a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, I was still sketching, but I was much more uh, going to listen music in, uh, in free parties and rave. So, nice. uh, because I was really like into like underground uh, movements. And for me, it was, uh, as a, I was not really in hip hop music, but much more in an electronic music scene. So, so I went there and back in the 2000s, uh, I went back and I discovered the uh, Spanish uh, Montana Hardcore and also the, the Montana Black, I think. So what type of, um, and again, these are not questions I've given you before, so sorry if they're like a surprise, but I'm just interested. So free parties, electronic dance music or, you know, electronic music. What type of music was that? Was that house, techno, drum and bass? What sort of music was it? Um... It, it was the beginning of uh, uh, I, I was not in really in, uh, in the commercial rave but really much more in the free party mm -hmm. uh, I was really it was uh, I, I had the chance uh, in 84 to go to my first uh, free parties and it was really the beginning with uh, Spiral Tribe uh, with uh, OQ Pay uh, Nomads and uh, you, you had a few tribes uh, in France, uh, the beginning of uh, the Technivals. Uh, it was really like uh, very interesting and you could meet uh, lots of people from different uh, uh, worlds. Mm. Uh, because the reason why I ask is I got into going to free parties in the UK, both in warehouses in say London or cities you know, those what they call squat raves where it's a big warehouse with lots of sound system or in the middle of just countryside, you know, just, and I remember there being such a wide variety of music. So there would be a lot of techno, but there would also be lots of drum and bass. And I remember going to lots of places and just being blown away because that was before I ever started going to commercial raves with bouncers and being searched uh, at the front door and I remember just going to a lot of these parties and also a lot of the warehouse parties I saw a lot of graffiti because the inside of the warehouses used to be painted so it was definitely an important part of my evolution as a young writer so yeah. the I do some rapid fire questions at the end okay so <laughs> this is where I get people to really think 
now you're thinking, oh, no, I've already been thinking for the last 50 minutes or so. <laughs> but these are some questions just to just to spice it up a bit at the end. So JAXTC or Revoke MSK? Can you can you tell me the first name again? JAXTC from New York or Revoke MSK? Revoke. Good choice. Okay. Uh, Revoke because um, I, I won't say that I prefer quality on quantity because for me it's a perfect writer uh, allies the two, the quality and the quantity. Uh, but uh, I'd like to say that I really like the way uh, Revoke uh, uh, were uh, designing his letters. I don't like so much know where he's going with his uh, kind of uh, spirograph or those uh, spreckens, you know, that uh, he's, he's putting together to, to make lines on the walls because uh, for me it's a, it's a tool that he's using, but... Uh, uh, one uh, one German artist uh, were using the same tools and doing like things also uh, uh, much better. And uh, I won't say that he, he has beaten the ID, but uh, he's using the same tool. So what he's doing now is not really original. But when he was much more in the graffiti uh, scene, uh, I'd like to say it was wonderful and powerful. Uh, also, when when he he, he was doing like a marquetry on, in French, uh, like those uh, signs that he was cutting cutting in small parts and doing like uh, artworks, uh, when he was working in in Detroit, uh, that also impressed me because it was a nice uh, uh, nice thing. Revoke skills are just mind bending. I was looking at some footage of a freight with a revoke piece on it running and i looked at it and i just thought i you know i don't know if you have this but sometimes you look at the what people have painted with spray cans and you look at it and you understand how spray cans work but you just think how did they do that that is so amazing you just look at it and you think i've been painting for a long time but still some people's skills are just beyond even my understanding. So Revoke, R-E-V-O-K, from the crew MSK is very, very skilled. So next rapid fire question. Okay. Banana cap or a New York fat cap? Oh. <laughs> um. Banana. Banana just because uh, I, I don't like the, the touch of the New York uh, cap. Um, I, I never managed to, uh, to to use it because uh, it doesn't stand on, on the spray can. I don't know how to, to explain it, but uh, I always have the feeling that uh, uh, it's going to break in my empty uh, <laughs> <MC> hands. <laughs> but I have to say that, uh, yeah. Uh, painting, uh, doing tags uh, with a big fat cap is also a pleasure. But in 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 the, in, in the, the if I have to answer uh, to answer the question, uh, definitely a, a banana. 
Okay, cool. And this is the one where everyone says the same thing, but Belton Ral or original Spanish Montana hardcore. Uh, Belton. Ah, interesting. Okay, you may be the first person that said Belton. Interesting. Uh, Belton, because uh, when I started, I think that I can remember that I had a few Beltons and uh, they had like a, a huge pressure also. And uh, that was what I was looking for, you know, to, to make a few tags, a uh, few huge tags or to f to make uh, feelings uh, very quickly. That uh, so. Um, They're both really good brands and this is why I ask these questions because you know Revoke and JAXTC are both very skilled writers. New York Fat Caps and Banana Caps are both a good cap. Belt and Rowell and Original Spanish Montana Hardcore are both good brands but it's that individual choice which I think is really interesting. So thanks for answering those and people often get stuck with the revoke or ja because they're like oh i don't know uh i don't know and they i think they just say uh ja or revoke so <laughs> thanks for really thinking it through so we've really discussed so many things today and it's really helped me to get even more information about graffiti in france and from my perspective French graffiti, I've always found it fascinating because it was very close to where, you know, very close to the UK, but it almost seemed so separate. And having my first insights into French graffiti with, I'm sure a lot of people around the world came from the Dirty Hands um, films or documentaries or whatever videos that came out but i think it's important to realize there's so much more to french graffiti than just dirty hands there's such a history and a legacy and a really amazing french scene so thanks so much for telling me about it today you're welcome <laughs> okay so as always i'm just going to stop recording Okay, that's episode 37 done and dusted. As I always say, please subscribe. Give us a five-star review in iTunes. The more five-star reviews, the more people that will end up listening to this podcast because it makes it visible or something. Fuck knows. And uh, also share with your mates. So thanks so much to everyone that's been recommending the podcast to their mates because loads of people have been saying, oh, my mates suggested listening to it. Now I've listened to all 30 or something in three hours that's not even possible t-shirts are on their way and as i said at the beginning it's not going to be three episodes a week because three episodes of hour plus podcast takes fucking ages but hopefully the t-shirts might help to contribute to a few more or just alleviate some of the issues with finances anyway enough of my bollocks stay well physically mentally emotionally socially and check out the next episodes when they come out. Thanks to everyone that listens. It really does mean a lot. Peace out, Toy Division.